Welcome to the podcast version of Taproot TV, where weekly we share with you information for root cause analysis to analyze and fix the real root causes of problems at your company. Working together, we are all changing the way the world solves problems. So let's get straight to this week's episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to Taproot TV. I'm Bennett Hughes, and I'm back again today with Mark Paradise, President Yay! of System Improvements, creator of Taproot. Um, we have a great topic today. He's always writing these amazing blog articles, and this one's on, let's see, root cause analysis and keep it simple with that. Keep it simple, stupid, stupid. kiss. <laughs> the kiss philosophy. Yes. Keep it simple, stupid. And, and it's always a reminder to myself to keep it simple. Because, you know, it's harder to keep things simple than it is to make them complicated. Yes, in fact, is. your tendency is to make things more complicated and compl- more complicated all the time. And what did Einstein say? He said, make things as simple as possible, but not simpler. So if Einstein's thinking yeah. about making it simple and, and you know, He's he wasn't smart. he wasn't a rocket scientist, but he was a physicist. and He's very smart. Uh, yeah, pretty smart guy. And he said, keep it simple. He didn't say keep it simple, stupid, but pretty darn close. Well, I really love this article that you wrote because it it kind of, you go through a list of what common expert advice is. And you kind of, what you say is debunk or demystify what okay. they've said. So what we're going to do is I'm going to kind of feed you these um, common expert advice and you can let us know your I'll thoughts about debunk away. Them. Debunk away. All right. Well, let's start with it's a waste of time to use full root cause analysis on every problem. You know, that's one I want to debunk it, but yeah. it's one that I sort of agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that is because some people do too much root cause analysis. They you know, you've, you've heard people say, well, every every uh, medical treatment case needs mm-hmm. a root cause. Or every maybe even not every lost time injury yeah. needs a root cause. Well, maybe they do and maybe they don't. You know, the question is, what, what the purpose of root cause? What's the purpose of root cause? Mm-hmm. You want to learn. Yes. You want to learn something to prevent bad things from happening in the future. Well, if this medical treatment case doesn't have... If it's never going to become anything more serious than what it was, if it doesn't have any lessons learned that are going to prevent some fatality in the future, then we don't want to use full root cause analysis on it. So what you want to do and what we teach in the two-day course and what we teach, what's in the book three, the essentials book, um, is that you probably, if you if you think this is worth investigating to start with, you start with your snap chart and you develop your snap chart and you see what there is to learn. And then you stop at one point and this would be, this. what you say is, hey, stop, mm-hmm. do I go on? And the answer may be, well, there's nothing really to learn here. I mean, the person fell down, they, they, they scuffed their, or they bruised their knees and they scuffed their palms and they went to the site medical guy, and he put some stuff on the cuts to keep him from getting infected, and it was a little bit of medical treatment, but there's nothing really to learn here. Right. We should just stop there and not go on to the rest of the root cause analysis. However, if we find out there's something more serious to learn, and I'm not sure what mm-hmm. there would be in this, you may decide, hey, I want to go on and keep investigating, find root causes, and develop some corrective actions, and they may help do things in the future. So the answer is, if there's something to learn, you learn it. If there's nothing to learn, you stop. And so that's that's why I would agree with this one. The, the key is, though, 
a lot of times at the very start, you don't know if there's something to mm -hmm. learn or not until you do your snap chart. Right. Your snap chart gets you the information, so you really do need to do a certain minimum amount of work just to know if you want to keep going or not. Well, this one's a good point for when we had call a call in about a year ago. Um, I, it, because what happened, anytime an incident, somebody had to go to the doctor because of something, it got elevated to have an investigation. And it was a person was walking down the sidewalk and swallowed a bug. Oh! Well, it got in his lung. He ended up with lung issues after that and had to go to the doctor. So and we're so going to have everybody us. wear face masks. So they know. called this one to know where, you know, what is the common sense Where is, on where is yes. the bug in the lungs on the root cause tree? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that's when they kind of Well, you know, I hate, to, I, hate to say, I hate to say that um, don't do root cause analysis. Yeah. Yes, I did say it. Don't do root cause analysis. <laughs> But the swallowed bug one may be a good example of. Yeah. There's not much to learn there. There's not. You know, keep your mouth a... shut. Don't don't go. <laughs> yeah. Don't walk exactly. around with your mouth open. And have a have a pest control company come around or something. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, that I, that reminded that was a me good of that one. one. <laughs> yeah. um, all right, uh, number two, people can't understand complex root cause analysis techniques. You know, and I've heard this a lot from people who are quote-unquote experts out mm -hmm. there. Oh, these complex techniques. And and then they, they make it sound like every other technique but theirs is complex. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe they're doing five whys and everything else is too complex. You can't, you can't teach that to people. And, and actually, our first big um, refining client, the, I was talking to the ops manager, and he said, oh, this is a good for engineers, but I don't know if our guys in the field can understand this. And so what we did was we did a course for all of his um, union reps mm -hmm. for all the different units. Every unit had a union rep. We had them all in a course, and we taught them a course. And then after the course, they did a, um, what do you call feedback kind yes. of thing. And so they brought in one of the HR kind of people because they didn't want to upset these guys because they're union reps. And they said, okay, guys, um, what did you think of the course? And they were, oh, that's a good course. We liked the course. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you think you could do this? And I remember the one guy, he was an older guy, and he goes, well, if I could run a cat cracker, I'm pretty sure I could do this. This wasn't rocket science. And they all were, yeah, we can do this. This is no problem. And so the answer was, mm -hmm. this is no problem. We can do right. this. And um, so it's not... Somebody might say it's complicated mm -hmm. because it takes training. Right. And but the training makes it easy to do or easier to do. The hard most of the biggest hard part about doing an investigation is collecting good information. Right. Because if you don't I don't care what technique you're using, if you don't collect good information, mm -hmm. you're not gonna do a very good investigation. Or or at least you're gonna have a lot more questions when you start mm -hmm. your analysis than if you did a good collecting of information. So the key is you really um, it really isn't complex. And when people start throwing out this, oh, they're complex, or you can't do that, that's not true. Yeah. We've already built all the expertise in. It's so built in. You don't in. have to be the expert. You don't need. <laughs> and that's another good point. We kept it simple in mm -hmm. the process. So people, that's the other expert. Well, mm -hmm. you know, they don't get into all these complex human factors things that only I can investigate. Mm -hmm. No, we got that in there. Yep, really, and it's simple. It's, so everybody yeah. can do it. If you can ask and answer a question. You can do it. You can do it. All right, number three, learning simple techniques will get people to start thinking deeper about 
problems. I love this statement you put in this about learning to count is required before you learn calculus, but counting over and over again does not teach you calculus. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the old, well, <laughs> if they can ask why, then pretty soon they'll be a Ph.D. No, it doesn't yeah. work that way. <laughs> You have to, have, to ask the right why questions, you have to have the knowledge to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And what we proved in, we, I used to, every time I did a five-day course, I'd ask this question. How many people here have been trained in human factors, uh, some kind of formal mm-hmm. training? I don't mean went to the university, but you had some kind of human factors course, and you know about how to ask the right questions mm-hmm. to find the cause of human error. And I would probably, out of 100 people that I was teaching, I'd have one or two, maybe three, more likely one, and sometimes none, raise mm-hmm. their hand and say, oh, yeah, I've been taught. So, And then I'd ask the question, okay, how many of you here have been asked to investigate something where there was a human error? And almost everybody would hold up their hand. And so we're asking people to investigate things they have no training on how mm-hmm. to do. And why do we think they're going to have problems? Why do we think that there's going to be a problem doing that? Well, because you're asking somebody to do something they don't know how to do. Right. And so when you say, well, if they ask why enough, they're going to become deep thinkers now. No, that's no. not going to work. That's totally debunked. It's not going to happen. <laughs> you have to have the knowledge to ask questions. So we built the knowledge into yes. Taproot. That's the whole key of Taproot is the knowledge is built in, and especially on the human performance side of things. It makes me feel so smart when I go through that tree and stuff and ask those questions. Yep. Um, number four, simple is just about as good as those fancy techniques. Oh, that's the old, good old <laughs> fancy techniques thing. So this is, once again, the, the expert saying, you don't want to do those fancy mm-hmm. things. You can just do the simple one, and you'll get just as good a results. Or sometimes say, almost as good a results, but usually they say just as good. And there is no way that's true. There is no way asking why five times is going to get you where Taproot gets you to. Right. And we've already talked a little bit about that because people don't have the knowledge how they're going to go there. But but the other thing I always like is I, I've, everybody tells me this says, well, you know, five whys can do mm-hmm. I say, well, where's the examples? Whenever I see an example of a five why, it's a bad example. And usually the person presenting it thinks it's a good example. It's a bad example. And I don't know how many of these we've done where we've printed up, here's a 5Y example. Is it a good example or a bad example? And you, and including the one from the guy who invented 5Ys, mm-hmm. it's a bad example. So I think you have an article about that. Somewhere. I have a bunch of articles yeah. about that. And if you go to the... Uh, you know, anytime you go, go search five whys on the blog and you'll see yeah. lots of articles about it. But the key to this is um, you just you you just can't get there with five whys. You won't get to the depth of the investigation. And if you look at investigations done by five whys, they don't get to the same depth. So I had so we published this one about let's see, what was the what was the topic that was this investigation was about? Oh, it's the one. It's the one where they, um, they the robot stops. Mm-hmm. The the it's the one by Taichi Ono, and he says, "Well, this robot stopped. Why did it stop?" And they go through the whys. And in his example, the reason the robot stopped is because um, the lube oil clogged up with um, with uh, metal shavings, mm-hmm. and it caused it to lose its lube oil, and therefore the bearings froze. So he says, well, that's the root cause. There's no, there's no uh, filter in there to catch these shavings, and we're going to go on. And I think, 
Well, that's not a root cause at all. So we did a comparison in one of the articles we've mm-hmm. done in the past where we did his root cause to what Taproot gets you. And Taproot gets you like five or six things to go look at that that go deeper than that. Right. Five or six, not one or two, five or six. Things so, you, want to, so then, you want to fix. Oh, yeah. So then this guy who's a quote-unquote expert, mm-hmm. he came up with he could ask 17 whys and get to the same place we got to. And I'm like, okay, first off, <laughs> First off, okay. 17 whys is a little bit whys. more than five. I don't think that's a simple concept anymore. Yeah. And the other funny part is, yeah, if I give you the answer, I'm sure you can come up with enough whys to get yourself there. Mm-hmm. But we gave you the answer to start with. When you did it without the answer mm-hmm. given, it was metal shavings, we need a filter. Mm-hmm. And that didn't... That, yeah, that didn't even sound like the end of the story. No, it's not even yeah, close. Not even close. Well, and, you know, with our new two-day class, the more streamlined ability to do this, I've been talking to more and more people who, on the phone, some of our clients that love this because they are frustrated with Five Wise. And they're trying to move their people away from Five Wise as best as possible. And it's lovely to hear. Uh, I have a relative who works in a factory, and they trained the... I can't remember, the ops manager, one of the managers to do five whys. And he says, now we'll have something go wrong, and they'll call us in the office, and he'll ask us why five times. And he goes, you know, we answer his questions, but if we knew what was wrong, we'd just go fix it. Right. We don't know what's wrong. That's the problem. And that's the whole point. Wow. All right. Well, number five, managers don't have time to do fancy root cause analysis, and they already know what is wrong. More of that fancy stuff. More fancy More stuff. More fancy stuff. It sounds like and, a little bias. And, and we already know what's wrong. Yeah. Well, that's always a dangerous sign yeah. when we say, before we start the investigation, we know what's wrong. Because yeah. what do you find out usually? Uh, that there's more wrong? There's, there's, <laughs> you, you don't come, know. You, have you no don't clue. have a clue. <laughs> you think you know. That's the problem. That You had a good quote in this, too. Um, why is there never enough time to do it right, but there's always enough time to do it over? Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah. And and the other one, I, re- I really, there was a plant manager that I knew who I was trying to convince him to do more root cause analysis, and he was like, well, gosh, if we investigated every incident, we'd never do anything but investigate incidents. And I'm sitting there going, well, maybe that's because you aren't investigating them now and you should be in right. preventing from the problems from happening over and over and over again. Exactly. So there is there is time to do it over, isn't there? We always have time to do it over and over and over. Necessity. Think of how much time you could save if you did it right the first time. Exactly. I agree. Um, number six, you can apply those complicated techniques to just the most serious accidents. I had a call this last week that shocked me because they are somebody who's been using it on the lower to medium and they're getting excited about hopefully getting to use it on the major incident and no. they've been using something else and we're sitting there going first off wow you're one of the first people we talk to who does it this way first off <laughs> if you have big accidents you got a problem yeah you don't want to have big accidents. You want to prevent them by doing the low to medium. We were response. so tickled to hear that they were using it all. Now, now the, the good, let's, let's hope they don't have too many big ones to do it yeah. with so they don't learn too much that way. Mm-hmm. The, the second part, and maybe even a third part, is that the second part definitely is if you're only using it for the biggest accidents, mm-hmm. you don't get practice using it. You hopefully don't get practice using it right. very often, right? You don't get much practice on this. Mm-hmm. So you got to use it on the small to medium incidents or the, what I would call precursor mm-hmm. incidents, ones that could have caused something worse to happen, and you learn 
from that and prevent the big ones. And you get practice. Yes. You get practice, you get practice, you get practice. You don't want to have to be brushing up if a big incident does happen. You no. So, so the idea of just using the, oh, the other one is big accidents are hard to investigate. Mm-hmm. Why? Why are big accidents hard to investigate? Well, part of it is it was a big accident. Mm-hmm. Everybody's afraid of blame, right? Sure. And And you don't want to, somebody died. Right. You feel bad about it. You don't you don't want to get blamed about it. You don't want to get blamed by your peers. You may you may know something and don't want to say it because you think somebody else will get blamed. And so um, there's just it's really hard to learn. And, and the dead person may have more information than anybody, right? Oh, well, and they're yeah. not here to talk. No, they're not. So so you really want to learn from the ones where everybody's still here. And nobody's afraid to talk about it because nothing really bad happened. Yeah, we don't want those bad things to happen, that's for sure. Um, number seven, the data from the simple investigations will help you identify the more complex issues you need to solve. Okay, Benna, I want to see that formula <laughs> that you put bad data in that produces good results. Yeah, yeah where's the formula that you stick the wrong numbers in and it gives you the right answer? Yes, yeah, no. um, doesn't work that way. If you got bad data, more bad data doesn't make mm-hmm. it good data. And I've seen so many people say, well, we'll just get more data. And then, well, big data, then it'll be good. <laughs> big no, bad data. it's big bad data. <laughs> exactly right. And that's bad. So you really want to get um, good precursor mm-hmm. data to tell you what's going wrong. And if you have any um, major accidents, make sure it corresponds to your precursor data mm-hmm. and, and use that and really manage that precursor data to help you say, where am I going to focus my improvement program and how am I going to get better, which is what the training yeah. course is all about. Well, and we tell people to um, use your tree while you're asking questions to get the good data. Um, use it in the investigation, in the uh, gathering evidence part of everything. All right, wow. So uh, there's, I would like to mention a couple books Yes, people should read. These are great books. If, if they haven't got book one, which is um, the book on doing uh, root cause analysis, leadership lessons learned, mm-hmm. um, that's the one for management that sort of tells you the philosophy of Taproot and how this is going to work at your company. If they haven't read that, they ought to read it. Right. Um, the second one is... Um, if they haven't thought about how they're implementing Taproot, we've got a book about implementation. There's actually a checklist in there. I think it's 15 things mm-hmm. to check to make sure your implementation is good. Right. And it'll give you a, a way in. And when you do that, if you want somebody here to work with mm-hmm. you, we'll do a roadmap for you of how to improve to get there in all those 15 categories, right? We're doing a lot of those. Yep. And clients are loving it. Um, it's almost like we're helping you manage a program in a way. I yep. mean, we're, we're giving you the guidelines to stay proficient, to make sure everybody stays on their toes, make sure the right training is in place, everything so when you are ready to go, you're set, and, and you're not having to overthink everything. You've got a zillion things to do. Um, so we do this. that's what we do (laughs) and the the last thing I wanted to mention for anybody who hasn't been to a five day course is to go to a five day course because you learn there both the simple way to do simple incidents precursor incidents and how to investigate major accidents and you'll then see the link between the, the two ways we do it and how the same tools for a major accident are applied in a, in a simpler incident and how that practice you get on that simpler incident is going to help you be ready to do that major accident and 
and those simple incidents then are going to simple thing out. Sometimes yeah. aren't so simple. <laughs> um, I guess I should call them low to medium risk incidents are going to give you the knowledge you need when it's time to go yeah. do that next big one or maybe the corrective actions you need to prevent that big one from ever happening. That's our so hope. that five-day course yes. is something really important for people to go to. It's a great course. And, you know, when I've been to it, I've listened to the people just, it's like their the light bulb goes off in their head. I mean, and they're just like, oh, this was it. This is what I was looking for. And if you're interested in that, we can definitely help you with that. You can go to our website and see all the courses we have around the world. I mean, we're everywhere, pretty much, it seems like. www. W.tapproot.com. Yeah. That's right. Slash courses, and you'll find it. <laughs> oh, you're going to get them. They don't even have to click <laughs> on the link. They don't even have to click the link. All right. But yeah, so go there. You'll find where we have our public courses, and you can register right online. Or if you have about 10 or more people, we can come on site. We love to come on site. That's our favorite thing to do. Yep. And come and work with your team, just just us and them, and um, really help with your program. So feel free to contact us, info at taproot.com. Give us a call, 865-539-2139. Follow us on all of our social media. I have such a hard time doing that. I always put my own phone you, number, my small phone number Because you're always in. calling yourself. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> but we are all over social media. All this stuff. We put out um, every week just tons of this information, and um, if you want, uh, oh, we should we should mention something here. What they need to see them sitting this way. The subscribe (laughs) button is down there. They should hit the subscribe button. It'll be down there. Hit the little bell. (laughs) Hit the little bell down there so you get notified when every one of these is posted. That's a very good because you're supposed to subscribe and you're supposed to hit the little bell and you'll get a little email that tells you, hey, by the way, a new one's been posted. You can watch Benna on Taproot TV. Yes. why he's the president. <laughs> he remembers these things, like subscribe and, and get notified. Down there. Down so there someplace. please do that. We want you to join us. We want you to take part in all of this information. It is free for you to use and share with your team. So we want you to do that. Yep. So we appreciate you for joining us. Mark, thank you. I learned a lot today. Thank you, Benna. I'm like sweating now. I've learned so much. It's getting hot in here. It is. It's been a hot topic today. (laughs) It's been a hot topic. But thank you, and we will see you back here next week. All right. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. To view the video version of this episode, visit our YouTube channel or our Facebook page. Please visit us on our website at taproot.com for up-to-date information and blog articles designed to help you excel in your performance improvement program. And please sign up for our newsletter so you'll get the notifications of when new information is released, where we're teaching around the world, and all things Taproot. We will see you next time on our podcast version of Taproot TV.